Well, congratulations, brothers and sisters. You made it to the end of another liturgical year. And on this day in which we come to the end of our journey liturgically in our year, we remember the end, the end, the purpose of where we're going. And that is why we've been focusing heavily, you know, in this last month on the readings from Revelation, that description of heaven. And on this day of uh, when we remember on Saturday, the Blessed Virgin Mary, I'm offering a votive mass of Mary, gate of heaven, in which we remember she is the one who provides that access point to Christ. Just as our Lord Jesus came to earth through Mary, we too, he desires, go to the gate of heaven through Mary. Go to Jesus through Mary. And we hear in our first reading, the book of Revelation, a lot of description that harkens back to the Garden of Eden, that river of life-giving water and the tree of life. But this tree of life, John sees in Revelation, restores the curse that we had from original sin in that original garden. And it's no coincidence that, and also hearkening back to the Garden of Eden, much of the book of Revelation talks about a wedding between a bridegroom and a bride, between Jesus and his bride, the church. And so going back to the Garden of, Eve, Garden of Eden, we have that first married couple, Adam and Eve. And then at the end of the Bible, we return to the marriage which will last forever. And even, you know, the middle of the Bible is all about a marriage, the Song of Songs. And that book describes very well that yearning of the beloved for the lover. And even describes that, that frustration of that separation. You know, St. Augustine put it well, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and my heart is restless until it rests in you. Well, John says he sees finally that final point in which we come to rest in God, in which we will be able to worship him and look upon the face of God. Moses had asked to see the face of God on the mountain but he was not able to. God only showed him his back. But finally, John says, we will be able to look upon the face of God with not the light of the sun or the moon or the stars, but with the light of God. And the Catechism calls this the beatific vision in which finally all our desires are satiated are fulfilled because while we could 
attain some kind of form of natural happiness on this earth, our true end is supernatural. We were created for something beyond this life. And only the infinite God can satisfy us. And looking upon into the essence of God, the Catechism says, is what heaven is all about. Looking upon the face of God, his essence, which will never be exhausted because God is infinite. How do we look upon the face of God? Well, our reading talks about this light of God, specifically the light of Christ. Christ is the light of the world. He is our light. And St. Thomas Aquinas says there's three effects or three forms of the light of Christ. We first have the light of nature in which we come to understand creation and how it's ordered to God, how the world was created and where it is ordered to. And Christ is that light, you know, simply just by knowing with our intellect, our, our minds. Christ is the light of nature because he is the word of God and God breathed forth creation through his word. So that is how Christ is the light of nature. And then secondly though, Christ comes to us because we fell away from God in sin. Christ comes to us and gives us the light of grace through his teachings and his sacraments. And that light of grace propels us towards the beatific vision in which we have the third kind of light of Christ, the light of glory. And it is in this light of glory that everything is revealed and we can finally focus, gaze only on God. These three lights then dispel three kinds of darkness. The darkness of ignorance, the darkness of sin, and the darkness of condemnation. And so when Christ says, I am the light of the world, he who follows me does not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He is saying he will dispel all darkness from our life in order that we may have life. Jesus says, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, he who follows Christ then, it's as if Jesus says, he will not walk in darkness because in the darkness of ignorance, because I am the truth, he will not walk in the darkness of sin because I am the way. And he will not walk in the darkness of eternal damnation because I am the life. So Christ is this light which overcomes all darkness. Darkness can never defeat light. But then why is it 
some do not have the light of Christ? Why is it some will not have this light of glory? It's because they choose to walk in darkness. It's as if, you know, we don't say, you know, think of someone who has a house with shutters on their windows. We don't say, your house is dark because a lack of the light of the sun. It's because you're keeping the shutters closed. And so someone who is in darkness, remains in darkness, is because they keep the shutters of their heart closed from the light of God, the light of Christ. And we hear in our gospel reading how Jesus warns us, beware that your hearts not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life. He's saying, do not be children of darkness, but be children of the light. Do not remain in that darkness of sin, but to open our hearts that we may with the light of Christ, have our hearts inflamed with the love of the Holy Spirit. If we then have that light of glory, that beatific vision, you know, we can look upon the face of God. That is what we look forward to. That is what we yearn for. And we even have a foretaste of it now. You know, we're even going to have a foretaste of it in just a few moments when Jesus comes as the bridegroom to his church here to be in communion with us in a very physical way. But when the priest holds up that host, we are looking upon the face of God the Father. For Jesus says, if you see me, Philip, you see the Father. And so anytime we look upon the Eucharist, we are looking upon the face of God. We have that foretaste. And the priest during Mass even has even more opportunity than the lay people to look upon the face of God. When in that awesome moment, you know, God is on the altar right there before him. One of my friends was saying that... Uh, the recent Pedro Pio movie that came out with Shia LaBeouf, he heard was garbage. But he said what Shia LaBeouf did actually capture well was Pedro Pio's intense gaze upon the Eucharist, upon the face of God right there. And that is why, you know, partly why his mask took so long. It's because he was just so in awe he was having a real mystical experience, looking upon the face of God. He didn't want it to end. And that's the same thing with what we have to look forward to in heaven. If we don't really appreciate looking upon the face of God now, worshiping him now, then what makes us think we'll be fully ready to look upon the face of God and worship him in heaven, because that's what John describes heaven as. His servants worshiping God on his throne. We can have an opportunity now. We have that great gift 
to worship God on the throne of the monstrance in the Eucharist. And that, that prepares us and purifies us more and more in order to be ready to look upon the face of God. And as we remember during the month of November, if we are not ready, then we still have purgatory to further purify us. Because imagine if, you know, think about when you walk out of a very dark room out into the, dark, uh, you know, the daylight, or maybe after like a movie, you know, someone flips on the lights all the way, you know, your eyes are in pain. Or, you know, you walk out of a dark warehouse out into the bright sunlight, your eyes are in pain because you can't handle the bright light. Well, it was the same way if we're not fully ready on earth when we have our particular judgment, then we too will kind of look away in pain. We're not ready to look upon the face of God yet. And so purgatory is that time in which we kind of adjust our eyes and remove any more of that darkness we're still attached to in order to take on fully the light of Christ. Our Lord tells us, you know, at the end, be vigilant. And in the end of the book of Revelation, which we're pretty much at in our reading, but a few verses later, you know, there's that line, behold, the spirit and the bride say, come. So just like the young virgins waiting for the bridegroom, our Lord reminds us too in the gospel, be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. Yearn like that beloved for the lover in the Song of Songs. And keep our gaze on Christ. That is how we will have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent. And just like Blessed Virgin Mary was preserved from all sin and evil. Stay close to Mary Immaculate and consecrating yourself to her that you too, underneath her mantle, may be protected from all evil. That we too may all look upon the face of God, the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit with all the communion of saints. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows.
That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.